What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 171 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I am your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by the ninth wonder, Chocolate Thunder, munching, car- <laughs> munching carpet that's moldy and sweating to the oldies. You better hide the hard candy and lock up your granny. He likes hands that can knit a sweater and skin like boot leather. The phenomenal AJ Singh. What's up, everybody? <laughs> I call that one my gilf intro. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because one of my uh articles talks about a guilt <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> uh, so yeah aj it's been a while but today uh we finally ran out of marvel stuff to review so we're kind of going to be doing a normal like um uh story-based episode uh yeah. but before we get to that uh have you been uh you know in the interim uh, have you watched anything you want to talk about or have you done anything you want to talk about gosh uh Man, I haven't really watched anything per se. Uh, I, I, I keep like like uh, pussyfooting around it. Like I need to start watching Invincible season two. Um, I, you know, it's it's in the limelight right now. Everybody's watching it, so I definitely gotta get into that. And uh, I know I need to get into the boys too. Like I just, it's so I don't know, so much so dense. You know, there's so much <laughs> stuff to like catch up on. It's kind of like. You know, overwhelming, but yeah, I need, I need to get into those shows. That's a problem. If, if you don't get, like, with a show, like, right away, it, it just seems like it keeps building, like, and then before you know it, there's, like, five seasons, and it's like, oh, this seems insurmountable to get into. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and plus, like, I, I have a tendency to, like, be like, okay, good shows I'll save for, like, when I really want to watch them later or something. But it's right. like, what am I saving them for, you know? Like, there's going to be more <laughs> shows in the future, so, yeah. But yeah, you, just, you've been watching Invincible, right? I started season two, uh, but I'm not caught up. I, I only watched the okay. first two episodes, okay. which they were decent. But, uh, you know, I think with Invincible, did you like really like season one of Invincible? I thought it was okay. Like, I wasn't blown away, but I thought the maybe that's because f- I knew the comic book and I was like, I kind of oh. knew all the big twists. But Yeah. Uh, the first half I liked a lot, you know, the first half of it. Second half was kind of like, you know, a little more predictable, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I still liked it. Yeah, I'll definitely still uh, keep watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a couple of shows just started right now that I'm like, maybe I should watch them week to week, but I, I, I don't know. I just prefer if I get hooked on something to be able to watch that next episode. You know, so it's I, I almost like prefer to let them stack up. But like, I know uh, the uh, latest uh, season of Fargo just started, which is a show I like. Okay. And um, there's a show Man, called Fargo's been going for a while, huh? Yeah, this is the fifth season. But the cool oh, thing okay. about Fargo is like each season is a completely like uh, standalone, like different cast of characters, different time oh, period. Okay. So like you could yeah. actually watch them in any order you wanted to and it wouldn't matter. Okay. Cool. And then there's a show on Hulu called uh, Murder at the End of the World, which I just like murder mystery. So I'm like, it sounds mm-hmm. like something up my alley. But again, I'm like, eh, I might just wait for it all to be done before I dip in, you know? Yeah. Um. Well, AJ, I've, I've kept a list of the, uh, well, most of the things I've watched these last couple of months. So I figured oh, I'd nice. Yeah. <laughs> so number one, it, it's sad, but I finished my rewatch of Becker. I watched <laughs> all those DVDs <laughs> and I enjoyed myself head. thoroughly. Yes, Beckerheads <laughs> forever. <laughs> um, I think the last time we talked about normal television, like I was one episode away from finishing the season three of Only Murders in the Building. Uh, mm-hmm. So I finished that. Uh, very good. I, I was a little off on the murder. I was on the right track, but uh, I'll give myself like a half a point, but uh, I didn't quite okay. get there. Uh, well, so uh, who was it? You can, do you want to spoil it? 
I don't want to spoil it in case anybody okay. watching cares. Um, but they did also like um, what they've been doing is like each season will end with another murder that sets up like the next season. Mm-hmm. And so they did that again, and uh, I'm intrigued. It was a good cliffhanger, so I'm, okay. I'm definitely up for it. Like, anyone who's into murder mysteries like me, you should be watching Only Murders in the Building. It's, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, AJ, I feel, like, I, I feel like I'm one of the last people on Earth that finally got around to watching The Last of Us. <laughs> like, when it was going, okay. like, I saw so much stuff online, it just seemed like everybody was watching it, and I was like, I, I played the game, I could wait. And uh, the thing is, if, if you played the first Last of Us game, like, you basically, you won't be surprised by this series like you'll know all the basic beats of what happens but that okay. being said they did it very well so like i would say even if you've played the game like you can totally watch this and, and still get enjoyment out of it it's been so long since i played that game that i i pretty much forgot everything anyway so it'd well, be there, you to me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go um on hbo i also watched the um uh second and unfortunately last season it's not re- uh, going to be renewed of uh, their uh like perry mason show Okay. It's like the origin, <laughs> the dark origin of Perry Mason you never knew about. Oh, boy. Uh, but no, it's just... His parents you know, both die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just a, a, a good, like, uh, crime noir from that, like, you know, old Hollywood period. And, like, it's just right up my alley. I, I, I enjoy that kind of stuff Okay, uh, a lot. So, um, highly recommend. I, I wish it was renewed for another season, but uh, it doesn't end like on a cliffhanger or anything. So if anyone's worried about that, you don't have to worry about that. It's, it can totally watch gotcha. it. Um, I also um, I, I watched the third and I think final season of that Aquafina show, Nora from Queens uh, on okay. HBO. Mm-hmm. And it's just a super silly show. I, I like Aquafina uh, and mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a very funny, quirky show. Uh, right. So, if you're just into want something quick and like funny, mm-hmm. you know, there's like short episodes. It, it, I had fun with. It. Uh, also, speaking of Aquafina, Aquafina on Hulu, there's a, a movie called Quiz Lady, mm-hmm. which is a, a comedy with her, where basically like, um, <laughs> like I think her like it was, her mom like got caught up with the mob or something, and so she had to. Uh, she ends up having to like uh, go on this uh, Jeopardy type game to try to you know win money and save her mom, and like okay. she has this whole road trip with her sister, who's like the complete opposite of the way she is. And mm. it's a I won't say it's necessary watching, but if you're just like in the mood for like a, you know an hour and a half like easy breezy comedy, you, you could do a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ, do you ever have you watched any of the James Bond movies? No, never. Never. No. So I didn't like I had seen pieces and parts of I never watched a full one until like the the um uh Daniel Craig, like the most recent movies, you know. Yeah. And uh, those are pretty good. Like mm-hmm. I could definitely recommend those. But like I've kind of wanted to go back and watch the older ones, uh like the sh- starting with like the Sean Connery ones, you know. And mm-hmm. I've watched like about three of them in the past. So I, I, I watched one more of those uh, called Thunderball. And mm-hmm. I got to say. Not very good. <laughs> like it's a James somebody, Bond movie called Thunderball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But like, it's it's very weird because like a lot of it takes place like underwater, and like the whole like final act is like this big like underwater fight of like guys in like scuba uh, it's gear. Like, they're so slow, and it's just... Right? so it's just like this big slow motion fight. I'm like, <laughs> this was a terrible idea for like an ending. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, and then, how how hard does a punch hurt underwater? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And like, uh, and then the, the the weird thing is in other parts of the movie, not where they're underwater, which would maybe make more sense, but other parts of the movie, they like do that thing you sometimes see in old movies where they like speed up the tape and fast forward just so it looks like things are happening oh, more quickly. Yeah, okay. But it, yeah. like, there's this part on the boat again at towards the end. Where like they speed up the tape and it just looks like they're going like ninety miles an hour, but they're really not, and it looks terrible. And I'm like, oh, why did they make these choices? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I, a couple of the other Sean Connery uh, Bond movies I liked definitely liked more than this, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, none as much as the Daniel Craig movie so far. Okay. Um. Oh, also on HBO, I uh, finished Doom Patrol, so that's all wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good show. I will say they made a choice of ending on a a very sad note, which I thought was uh, a little weird since most of the show uh, is like kind of funny. Uh, still very good, a very good show. Um, oh, I just started. I haven't. Well, I'm actually about three fourths of the way through it. Um, I, did you watch the show Justified back in the in the day? Yeah. It's a FX show. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year they did a uh, like a mini series that takes place like 15 years after the original Justified called mm-hmm. justified city primeval mm-hmm. and uh i'm really liking it so far i think i only actually got like two episodes left so i can't like totally put my stamp of approval on it but so far it's been very good okay. one thing i will say though you know you ever watch like one of those sitcoms where it's like you know kind of a schlubby dude and he's like with like a super hot wife where you're like oh, i know in real life he didn't get that hot wife yeah. you know or something like that this mm-hmm. almost had the opposite thing where timothy oliphant's like um love interest in this show i'm like there's no way a hunky guy like him would ever go for this oh, it's really? like this like yeah, it's like this middle-aged overweight not very attractive woman and i'm like i just i was like he, he, he's too hunky for her like i could never yeah. believe they, they're together <laughs> <laughs> um let's see i also um Oh, my stupid screen here has a pop-up of it. I also, just uh, (laughs) because it's so me, you know, sometimes you have all these services and you're like, oh, there's so many new shows I should be watching. But every once Mm -hmm. in a while, you just go back to something comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I've been watching, I I went back to like the um, early seasons of the original CSI, Mm -hmm. just because I really, like, again, uh, I like murder mysteries. You get, you and I know it's a very like procedural show, which some people don't really like. Um, but still, I like it. Good murder mysteries. You get a little bit of the science stuff mixed in there. It's just, I don't know, it's a fun show. I will say, mm-hmm. eventually, once the cast changes, like probably like, I don't know, six seasons in or something, it does get not very good. Like okay. CSI eventually does go off a cliff. But like mm-hmm. the early episode or early seasons with the original cast, they're pretty dang strong, I think. Okay. Um, I also, um, on HBO, they have all those, like, um, animated, like, DC, like, features that are about, like, I don't know, like, an hour and a half, hour and 20 minutes a piece, you know. Um, So I watched, there's one called Injustice, which um, uh, there's also, they made a video game adaptation of it. It's It's like where Superman becomes evil, basically. Exactly, exactly. So I watched that. It was decent. It was decent. Oh, AJ, I was wondering, okay, did, have you watched the Madam uh, trailer? Isn't that Sony? I, I it just, is. I'm not even excited about it. I think Dakota Johnson's in it or something. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I'm not excited about it, but you should watch it just so you can be like, ooh, yeah, it's Sony again. Man, it looks, <laughs> it looks so terrible. Again, like. Are they money laundering over there? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, both this and Craven are coming out next year. And I know they're working on Venom 3, so there's a chance that might come out too. And I'm just not excited for any of these. They're no. all just terrible. No, it's but bad. yeah, you should watch this trailer just for a laugh. It's uh, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Just uh, I'll check it out. Some of the lines in it are really they, they seem like first takes, kind of. You know what I mean? Mm, so okay. maybe maybe they uh, the the final draft of the movie uh, will be better. But yeah, mm. it doesn't look good. And then the only other thing on my list is video game wise. Um, uh, it went on sale, so I've been playing that Hogwarts Legacy game that's like in the like you know Harry Potter universe. Oh yeah. Um, which I don't know if I can render a verdict on it yet. My opinion so far is I think it's a a, a decent game, uh, mm. but it's a little rough around the edges. Uh, I I think like if if they well they'll almost certainly make a sequel because I I think this is one of the best selling games of the year. Yeah, but uh, I think if they concentrate on what worked here and kind of smooth out the edges of what didn't work they could make a pretty good game i think atmospherically it's it's pretty cool like the castle hogwarts castle and stuff looks pretty cool but mm. it's just uh i don't know the combat i think both the, the the combat and um some of the exploration stuff c- could use some work it's i don't know it's uh i've run it and also the like a few of the puzzle solving things were a little annoying so there it there's some things they need to work the kinks out of, but like definitely like atmospherically, I think they, they, they got it down pretty good visually. So okay. I, uh, for, uh, um, a black Friday sale, they finally had uh God of war Ragnarok on sale. So I did buy it, AJ, but uh, okay. I probably won't get How you. Get for it for? I want to say it was like 40 bucks or something. All right. So, uh, I, I will get to it eventually, but I'll probably, try to force myself to beat this Hogwarts game first. <laughs> but, I couldn't uh, even get Ragnarok. I've, I've, played, I've seen the whole storyline over and over again now. It's like pointless for me. <laughs> <laughs> but you can play it for the first time, AJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I think, um, I mean, the story, it probably is the one of the bigger selling points of that franchise. Right, yeah. Now. Not that the gameplay is bad by any means. Right. Um. So AJ, anything else you want to talk about before we get into stories? Let's get into it. All right. So anybody uh, who maybe hasn't or has been watching our uh, review shows, we haven't done one of these in a while. So basically, me and AJ are going to go back and forth and kind of pick out some uh, funny, weird, or just uh, news stories we found interesting uh, on the old interwebs and uh, see if we can't make something funny and or interesting out of them. Uh, AJ, I'll let you go first. All right. Here we go. Man trying to break masturbation record, uh, world record has specific approach to self-pleasure. Oh, a man okay. claimed, yeah, <laughs> a man claimed he was attempting to achieve the world record for time spent masturbating, uh, and his self pleasure approach is very specific. Drake Hardy is a forty year old bisexual man who said he was attempting to undergo the longest period of time masturbating during a twenty eighteen interview. Uh, the claim to be is the claim to be is Mo- Mosanabu Sato's nine hours and thirty three minutes. Damn. Man. <laughs> which was recognized by the Center for Sex and Culture way back in 2009. Interestingly, the record is actually part of the San Francisco establishment's annual Master Bait-a-thon fundraiser. 
The latter event simultaneously raises money for various charities, dispels self-pleasure shame, and contributes to various debates about safer sex. Hardy, a master's graduate in physical sciences, claimed he had already beat the record but did did away from prying eyes. (laughs) Speaking to Mel Magazine at the time, he said, I knew I could beat it. Actually, I've beat the record, but by myself, without a witness. Uh, I figured there's a world record for something I happen to be pretty good at. And we have a chance, and uh, and have a chance of beating. Uh, he added, "Who hasn't dreamed of being the best in the world at something?" Hardy claimed he can masturbate for a total of ten hours and ten minutes, and offered readers his tried and tested tips for lasting longer. Uh, speaking to the publication, he explains: first, he gets in the mood by putting on some music and setting lighting. Uh, this this is a time to focus on pleasuring me. He explained. Uh, the to be champion also claimed that sex toys help to extend his ma- marathon sessions. Uh, it goes beyond six hours, but I strive to keep it pleasurable. Uh, I won't continue if I'm not receiving pleasure and certainly will stop if it becomes painful. Uh, while he doesn't advocate for people masturbating for any insane length of time, to be record holder, the, uh, the to be record holder did say that he wanted people to focus on pleasuring themselves more. Uh, don't just make yourself come in five minutes because you're horny or watching porn. Focus on pleasuring yourself and finding out what turns you on and what feels good. Uh, he also admitted that to keep up momentum while masturbating, he often allows his erection to become partial tumescence. Uh, this is essentially a fancy scientific term for a penis that is partly but not fully erect. Uh, however, he admitted that resting his bits in this manner can sometimes be risky and said that this often leads to him losing momentum. The first time I did 10 hours, I remember looking at the clock and saw I was at about six hours and thought, okay, just a little bit more and I'm done. I was so focused that the next thing I knew I was ready to quit and it was 10 hours. But really, why does this man want to compete in the Masturbatathon? The true reason is so that he can help inspire people to have open, honest sexual freedom, of course. I'm I so think he inspired. just likes masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think there's a reason right there. <laughs> I find it weird that he actually um, puts on like mood lighting and music. Like, <laughs> like it's so romantic. I'm going to get in the mood yeah. for it. Man, how does this guy like... Uh, I mean, first of all, he's got a lot of... <laughs> time on his hands yeah uh, he does he, he's like i can commit like over 10 hours to a good old jerk off session but like this guy's he he's got to be keeping lubricated otherwise he'd be beating For his sure. to death. he's gotta go through like a whole bottle every, every time he goes to this <laughs> stuff at least and also this guy this has got to be a workout like he's got to lose weight doing this right like he's shedding pounds masturbating <laughs> for 10 hours the thing <laughs> He's got to be, um, I imagine, like have a water bottle or something. He's got to like be taking drinks at time, doesn't he? You think he's like For eating, sure. it, eating with one hand too? Oh, man, I didn't think about that. But you do need to keep the caloric intake. You need the energy to keep going, don't you? <laughs> he's like eating a sandwich with one hand, jerking off at the other. <laughs> and the other thing is like... For these world records, do they have to like film themselves so somebody can actually verify that they did it for this long? It said that he has he's gonna have a witness, so I mean it's gonna oh, be at some event. So I'm guessing people are gonna be watching him do it. What a terrible job to be a witness for! I, I, also, I wonder if this is in the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> I'm thinking there must be several people who are doing this because it's a masturbatathon. So like, yeah, you're just watching a bunch of people jerk off and masturbate or whatever. Also, is this guy like? Um, <laughs> is he what? What I want to know is he only orgasming one time at like the very end. That's what it seems like because he says he gets like a half chub and like you know he just 
it's kind of like tantric in a way, I guess. He's like the edging champion, I guess. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't seem like fun. That doesn't sound like That's fun the at thing. all. thing. Like, uh, <laughs> it seems like you would make jerking off a chore rather than something you want to do. You know exactly. I mean? It's like it feels like a job instead of like uh, something good. I mean, I I think I'd get bored. You know, at some point, I'd be like, "All right, man, like this is just ridiculous." That's the other thing, and I'm like, is it at any time is he watching porn to go along with it? Because it talks about the music and the mood lighting, but like he's gonna get bored, doesn't he? It doesn't sound like he watches porn because he was like, you know, he was saying he's encouraging people not to do like the five minute jerk off where they're just watching porn. So I mean, like. He's really using his imagination, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, it's it's funny to be like, hear a story of like, oh, the world record guy has like nine hours or something and being like, oh, I can beat that. Right. Yeah. Like uh, he's done it before, though. So, I mean, the experience is there. Pretty soon there's going to be some guy that's like, I could do it for more than a day straight. <laughs> that's the other thing. Like, even like 10 hours, like, wouldn't this guy be getting like so tired? I mean, you think he'd have to be exhausted, right? I would think so. Also, like when he has sex, there's no way his partner wants him to last anywhere near that long. <laughs> no. Maybe he's just he's doing like sexual. Maybe he's doing like a real slow jerk, like jerking off like a sloth would. <laughs> Maybe, but does that even count when you got like a half chub at some point? Like, I don't know. I, don't know. I want to know the guidelines for the world record people of like what counts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they have to have some sort of weird guidelines. Like, like oh, he has to be board. touching it like this quickly <laughs> or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's always like, he's got like a feather to it. Just kind of. <laughs> doing that for three hours <laughs> now aj i don't want to put any pressure on you but if you can beat this guy's record it's gonna get us more viewers for the podcast to have that oh, someone of that notoriety on the on the podcast oh yeah i'm working <laughs> on it <laughs> you gotta build up <laughs> been working for my whole life <laughs> since i was 16 or whatever <laughs> Um, okay, I got a story for you. Woman had no idea how to tell her 30-year-old daughter that her brother is actually oh, I heard her about dad. This. Yeah. <laughs> so a woman has admitted that she had no idea how to tell her 30-year-old daughter that her brother was actually her dad. It really does sound like something out of a soap. Heck, didn't EastEnders have a similar story with uh, Danny Dyer's character? Now, this is a British article. I have no clue what those references are to. EastEnders, some sort of British show, I imagine. The British Uh, is just silly. (laughs) (laughs) This anonymous mum, another indication, uh, wrote into the Atlantic's uh, Dear Therapist earlier this year to tell uh, all surrounding her unbelievable story. She began, when I married my husband, he had two adult children and I had none. We both wanted to have a child together, but my husband had a vasectomy after his second child was too long ago to get the procedure reversed. Uh, As a result, the couple had to find a solution, uh, though they had reservations about using a sperm bank. So instead, they asked the husband's son to be the donor. Okay, let's stop right there. (laughs) That sounds so weird to me. Like, can you imagine if you had a stepmom and she asked you, hey, can I put your semen inside of me to give yourself a, uh, uh, you know, another brother in a sense? Like, that's so uh, weird of even an ask. Like, so creepy. A brother-son. 
Right, right. And, like, who could, like, who says yes to that proposal? It's so weird. I have no idea. It doesn't make sense to me why anybody would do that. And also, like, her husband, who, like, couldn't get the vasectomy reversed, like, he didn't think that was weird? Oh, yeah, just use my son. It's close enough. You know what I mean? I mean, my thinking is that maybe they wanted somebody as close as possible to the husband. So they just went with the next best option, I guess. But I think that was the idea, but still, it's so yeah. weird. It's so yeah. weird that anyone would do that. That is weird. Um, <laughs> Uh, they said, we felt that was our best de- best decision. Our child would have my husband's genes, and uh, we knew my stepson's health, personality, and intelligence. He agreed to help. Um, our daughter is 30 now. How do we tell her that her father is her grandfather, her brother is her father, her sister is her aunt, and her nephew is her half-brother? Uh, my husband and I are anxious, confused, and worried about telling her. This is also hard on my husband because he wants our daughter to know that he will always and forever be her father. Uh, how do we answer that? <laughs> my thing is, if they waited already until she's 30, yeah, don't tell why her. not just don't tell her? Yeah. Let like, her take a 23 and me and figure it out on her own at this point. Like <laughs> Maybe that's the, what the thing was, is they're like, one day she's going to take one of those tests. We might as well just get <laughs> this out in the open, let her know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got to say, if I was her, I wouldn't want no. honestly. Uh, they say, thankfully, columnist Lori Gottlieb, who is a qualified psychotherapist, was able to provide some kind of solution. Um, she said, as you think about how to have an honest conversa- conversation, Keep in mind that there are two truths your daughter will be absorbing simultaneously. First, the person she calls her brother is her biological father. And second, the people she calls her parents have deceived her for 30 years. So how do you go about telling uh, someone a life-changing Lori started by advising the anonymous mom to state the facts as simply and clearly as possible before the inevitable apology comes. She then urged the mom to take full responsibility for not telling her daughter and making sure to not make any excuses. While it is important to tell the brother involved, the psychotherapist also urged the woman to inform him if information is going uh, to be shared in case he wishes to tell the family of his own ahead of time. I'm not sure what that means. Anyone else wishing they could be a fly on the wall when she breaks the news? Uh, question mark. I mean, I guess so, but um, it just baffles me. And I, I wonder if any other families have done this sort of thing. I'm sure people have, but they just don't tell anybody. <laughs> I mean, look, we live in America. Like, incestuous relationships are, like, rampant here. Like, we don't talk <laughs> about it. It's taboo to talk about it. But I think it's a really high percentage of people who have, like, in, at some point had incestuous relationships. So, like, I heard a story about, like, a, a father who found his estranged daughter and they had a relationship and then she left him for another guy and then he got mad and killed her and the other guy like jeez yeah people are just they don't talk about it but it's it's everywhere man especially in america i remember it was on some sort of daytime talk show it wasn't jerry springer it was one of the more slightly legit ones i don't remember which one but the it was like this story of um a half brother and half sister who met as adults and like they ended up getting into a relationship Maybe it was like a Dr. Phil thing. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But apparently, like, that's not an all, like, a uncommon, occur- like, occur- when that happens, like, step-siblings beat as adults. Like, apparently, yeah. that's not an isolated incident. Like, that's something that, for whatever reason, has happened multiple times. 
Yeah, it's so weird because it's like it goes against human nature. I I don't know how people get into that, how that happens, how your body allows it. Like, I don't know. That's just so weird to me. I, I think we would probably be horrified if we knew, like you were talking about, just how many like incestuous relationships there are. Yeah. <laughs> like just yeah. in America, probably way more than you'd ever be comfortable knowing about. For sure. Yeah. Uh, well, AJ, I'll kick it back to you. All right, let's see what we got here. Let's go with the 70-year-old escort. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Along with most frequent... Uh, along along with the most frequent... Oh, I must have cut out the first part. Caroline V., who charges $120 per hour, opened up about the weirdest request she's received. She's 70 years old. Uh, and they're not for the faint-hearted. She said, it's a toss-up, isn't it, between sucking the dog off and doing shit. Uh, make up your mind, really. Which one do you think is the weirdest of those? Making a poo sandwich for somebody and then getting them to smear it all over their face when they're finished. Uh, yeah, I've got one of those booked for next month. That's going to be fun. Coming up all the way from the Isle of Wight. This is in, in the UK. Just to eat my poo. Uh, Caroline clarified that she would never uh, suck a, oh, suck off a dog. Uh, she also <laughs> said that she has had clients as young as 20 and as old as 80 years old. Well, you're 70, so I mean, you know, come on, 80, that's fine. Wait, wait, how much uh, did you, you said she charges over $100 an hour? 120 pounds per hour. That surprises me that a 70-year-old prostitute can charge that much. That seems kind of insane if you think about it. Also, who are these 20-year-olds who are looking for her services? <laughs> <laughs> oh man she also explained uh, one moment when a client asked her to fill up a large bottle with her own pee uh he proceeded to drink this at a meal they had together before heading up to their hotel room where he continued to drink whilst they dr uh dressed while she dressed as a maid um caroline said that was the first time i'd ever had anything to do with water sports and urine etc uh, however caroline claims the most common fetish that clients came to her with is centered around her age she said you get to the point where you've done more or less what i've done uh, that you're not shocked anymore with what they come up with because when they message you they say they sort of say can i ask you something i've had this fantasy and you wait and you think i wonder what this is going to be and usually it's quite normal. They just want me to be their granny, you know, or their uh, auntie or whatever. And I go, yeah, that's no problem at all. Caroline claims the fetish stems from the childhood of their clients. She said uh, because they were younger, they would go, they would go, they would go, either go and visit their granny or their granny would come visit them. And they'd kind of ogle at them and wonder what was up their skirt. Uh, and they'd watch and sit and look at the stockings, and I have thoughts about playing with them and seeing what knickers they had on. So they've had these ideas about a neighbor or an aunt or somebody older than them, uh, much more mature, and they think, I just really like to do business with them and see what it's like. So I guess the UK isn't much different from the US. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You, with their accent, you th we think of them as being fancy, but really they're just as messed up. It's worse because they're going for their grannies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's just it's it's crazy the way people develop fetishes, uh, and, and it's crazy that like that many people would have like an old woman fetish. You know what I mean? You would yeah. think it. You would think the percentage would be so low, but it can't be. I'm so glad I can't read minds. Like you know. That's one of the powers that people would say they might want to have or something, but oh, God. Yeah, oh. 
of all the X-Men like type superpowers I could have, that is not one I would want. No. You'd be hearing everybody's so... intrusive thoughts. <laughs> oh, God. I think some people are such gossip hounds. I think they would just love that. Like, oh, I'll, I'll know what everybody's thinking. And I'm like, that sounds terrible. I don't want to know. Yeah. I hate gossip anyway, because like yeah. you're just talking about people. It's so boring. <laughs> I know. I know. I never understood the gossip hounds, man. I yeah. never understood it at all. Uh, <laughs> man. Give me some facts about space, then I'll listen to you. <laughs> Tell me something interesting. Tell you what Venus is going what's going on in Venus, man. <laughs> the Venetians have even older prostitutes. <laughs> Great grandmothers. <laughs> <laughs> man. As soon as, uh, you know, if if we ever were visited by an alien race, like, how long do you think it would take us to um, make, like, some sort of, like, uh, fetish or porn out of that alien race? You know what I mean? It, immediately. It would be, it'd be like, immediately. yeah. Immediately. Yes. <laughs> well, AJ, speaking of naughtiness, I got an article about 12 naughty place uh, names from all across America. So these are basically just a collection of towns and cities with uh, uh, a weird name. Okay. Number one, Ball Play, Alabama. <laughs> um, do you like playing with balls, either yours or someone else's? That's what Ball Play, Alabama got its name from, although the balls weren't some dude's pendulous parts. Instead, the roughly 1,500 resident town is named after ancient sports matches. Ball play was founded in the early 19th century near a spot where Native Americans would reportedly gather to play stickball to resolve intertribal conflicts without resorting to warfare uh number two speaking of balls blue ball pennsylvania you might think giggling at blue ball's name is a recent phenomenon but it's really a long-running tradition people were laughing at the place already in 1916 the name stems from the blue ball hotel that was founded here more than 200 years ago before any actual town existed eventually small village grew around the hotel and its name transferred to the newly established town uh, by the way, the Blue Ball Motel, I think, is where that, that guy that beats off for 10 hours <laughs> goes to. Yeah, why'd they call the hotel Blue Ball? Like... <laughs> that, that's true. It's like, oh, it stems from this old hotel. But it's like, yeah, okay, well, but where did that get its name from? You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? It's a hotel. People are supposed to get laid there, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Who wants to go to a hotel called the Blue Ball Hotel? Right. Like, uh well, number three is a place everybody wants to go, Buttsville, New Jersey. Uh, the, name of, the name of Buttsville, New Jersey commemorates the proud legacy of its founder, Michael Robert Butts, because he is what you think uh, uh, when you hear the name, right? He really should have gone with Mikestown or something else. Uh, but at least his decision to honor his family name uh, put this hamlet uh, with 200 residents on the map. In Montana, we, of course, have... Uh, Butte, Montana, which everyone wants to call <laughs> Butte, Montana. Is there really a team called the Butte Pirates? Is that a real thing? <laughs> um, I don't <laughs> think so, but it okay. would be it would be fantastic <laughs> if there was. Uh, number four, Climax, Georgia. This town isn't named after that kind of climax. Instead, its name stems from the fact that the highest point of the railroad between Savannah and the Chattahoochee River is near the place. Chattahoochee. <laughs> that's a good name too. <laughs> uh so the, the town uh is near the climax of the railroad uh number five colon nebraska uh colon nebraska didn't get its name by accident it was purposefully named colon in 1886 by its first postmaster who hailed from colon michigan and why is that place called colon 
Well, we uh, couldn't find out. Maybe it's a reference to the place uh, being in the ass end of nowhere. Fun fact, Colon is seven miles away from Saunders County seat, which is called Wahoo. Isn't there a, a Cologne, Germany as well? I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know if they spell it the same way, but like if I was this town, I'd be like, it's not col- <laughs> it's not Colon, it's Cologne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number six, Hooker, Oklahoma. Oh, boy. <laughs> that uh, There's a local saying in Hooker, Oklahoma. It's a location, not a vocation. The town is named after cattle rancher John Hooker uh, Threckheld, who was a famed cowboy in the area. He got his nickname for being unmatched at roping cows with a lasso. Uh, it was a different time. It seems like a lot of these places are just named after people with bad names. <laughs> yeah, maybe they were trying to like change the like connotation, you know, like what their names you know are. Like, you know, let's change Hooker into a good thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number seven is a place I've, I've heard about because it's been used in jokes before. Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Mm. Uh, Intercourse is a respectable town in Pennsylvania's Amish uh, country. <laughs> it's kind of ironic that it's an Amish country. Yeah, that's true. Uh, 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 so how did it uh, come that it has a name like that? No one's quite sure, but one theory says intercourse uh, once meant fellowship or camaraderie. Weirdly enough, the place was called Cross Keys until 1814 when its name was changed to intercourse, uh, if only they'd known at the time. Uh, number eight, PP Township, Ohio. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we admit we're children, but we just can't stop giggling at the name PP Township. It's named after PP Crick which flows through Pike County, Ohio. Uh, the Crick, in turn, got its name from an early settler who carved his initials PP on a tree that used to grow on uh, on the stream. Whether really? He... <laughs> That's they named it after? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Whether you went PP in the Crick has been lost to history. <laughs> you don't want to go swimming in PP Crick. One guy carves PP into a tree, and everybody's like, well, that's the name. That's what we're going with now. <laughs> it'd be like a historian's like enough with this name i i i went i i did my homework and this guy's name was like peter pussy (laughs) (laughs) we're changing the name (laughs) i mean god forbid somebody go carve some like dongslinger into a fucking tree now (laughs) 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 i discovered this country uh Number nine, <clears throat> Rough and Ready, California. Uh, they're rough, they're ready, they're named after U.S. General and America's 12th president, Zachary Taylor. Taylor, known as a fearless and hardworking military man, received the nickname Old Rough and Ready for his tough attitude. This town got its name from the Rough and Ready Mining Company that was named in honor of President uh, Taylor. Wasn't, um, oh, uh. They do um, the Rough Riders? Yeah, the Rough Riders. Uh, yeah, once, I think that was uh, Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah, yeah Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Teddy, yeah. The Rough Riders. Mm-hmm. Everybody back there, uh, Rough Ride. <laughs> uh, number 10, Spread Eagle, Wisconsin. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> we know what you're thinking, but Spread Eagle got its name from a geographical feature. The town is located by a series of lakes. If you look at the area from the air, the lakes kind of sort of look like an eagle spreading its wings, you know, instead of something else being spread. <laughs> I mean, fair enough, but couldn't they have called it like Eagle Lake, Wisconsin or something? Yeah, like something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, number 11, this one was actually founded by Mel Gibson, Sugar Tit, Kentucky. Um, mm. Sugar Tit was once known as uh, Pleasant Ridge, which later became Gunpowder. Those were much better names. But after the tiny hamlet became more or less integrated into Florence, Kentucky, the name Sugar Tit remained. According to stories, the name comes from local men going into town in winter to have a few shots of whiskey to warm themselves up. If they ended up missing dinner, their wives uh, would note that they'd been out sucking a sugar tit, which is what they called pacifiers at the time. What? <laughs> <laughs> that the pacifiers awful. cover up their breath or something? Like... Yeah, I don't really understand that either. Man, some of this like Old West jargon, you're like, yeah. I don't even know how they came to be. No. Maybe they're like, maybe it was like, oh, like baby needed his bottle like of alcohol or something. Oh, I don't maybe, know. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. Uh, number 12. Uh, this is the last one. Tight Squeeze, Virginia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that it was in Virginia. <laughs> uh, there's actually quite an interesting story behind Tight Squeeze's name. In 1870, shopkeeper W.H. Colbert built his general store right by the road so that women would be able to step uh, right in out of their carriages without dirtying themselves on the muddy road. Sometime later, a blacksmith built his shop opposite Colbert's store, also right by the road. The two buildings were so close to each other that wagons had to slow down to be able to squeeze by. The place name was at one point in time officially changed to Fairview. Locals protested so much, however that authorities reverted their deci decision, keeping the tight squeeze name to this day. I wonder, if those, I wonder if those buildings are still there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was wondering too. You know what? I, I'm surprised they don't have on here. I remember seeing in an episode of like Jackass, or maybe it was one of the Jackass movies. It was like a town called Mianus, Connecticut. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because they had this running joke of like, oh, look, he's uh peeing in my anus and they just had like a bunch of these different things so like i was kind of surprised that one didn't make the list but uh Darn alas maybe next know. time <laughs> um all right aj back to you all right uh if you think this is going to be a hard read you should try uh writing it it seems that snakes really need to stick to ladders after a woman's pet python took a bite out of a partner's penis causing oh. very bad causing very bloody scenes uh, Australian adult star Danny DeBello opened up on a recent tra very traumatic incident which saw her giant pet snake attack her male partner in the privates. I want to introduce you to Betty. She's my central Centralian carpet python, uh, Danny DeBello said on an Instagram video posted on Wednesday, November 8th. Uh, she's about eight feet long. Um, I've never had an issue with her biting or anything until today. Shortly after filming a content together, the terrifying incident took place. The Bello explained, so earlier I had a friend over, we shot a video. Once we were finished doing, uh, doing that, he jumped into the shower, but he did, he did mention he wanted to hold my pet snake afterwards. Uh, when her partner got out of the shower, the adult film star placed Betty on his shoulder before she went down to the bathroom to freshen up, heard a massive scream. Uh, I turned around and see that Betty is holding on to his private parts and she's tried to pull it, pull her off of it. Uh, after a few minutes, we got her off and I put her back in her enclosure and there was blood everywhere. So we cleaned all that up. The Bello eventually managed to pull the snake off the man's penis. However, the python was left with no, with no little teeth uh, because they were still inserted in the partner's willy. The 47-year-old was holidaying in South Africa when she had to go to the bathroom to answer nature's call. 
But when she sat down, she didn't notice the highly venomous snake waiting in the bottom of the bowl, who ended up sinking its teeth into the balls, or into his balls. Uh, the snake ejected its venom into the man's private parts, and he oh. ended up being in an incredible amount of pain. He was flown to the nearest hospital, which was 350 kilometers away, and by then the pain had spread from his genitals to his stomach and chest, and he started vomiting. Doctors performed a surgical de- debridement, uh, which involves thoroughly cleaning the wound and removing all hyperkeratotic, infected, and dead tissue. I mean... <laughs> this was in Australia, right? Uh, well, she was in South Africa at the oh, time. Oh, South Africa. Show. She's Australian, though. Oh, she's Australian. Yeah. Um, well, another place is off my list. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> that's horrible. I mean, Australia, I definitely wasn't going to anyway. Right. But, I mean, yeah, South Africa, they got the yeah, penis-biting snakes with the venom. <laughs> so. I mean, that guy's not doing porn again. I don't think so. Is this necrotic skin or whatever? Like, oh. Yeah, it sounds like that's what they got did, teeth right? They, in there. They kind of like talked around it but they filmed some sort of porn right that's what it sounded like yeah yeah i mean that that's that porno has got to be worth a fortune now if you think about it like she should just sell it on like blu-ray or whatever because that, that's his last ever possible appearance i would think <laughs> <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> unless he starts coming out with like the schlong with teeth you know <laughs> like hey you got a fetish for like mangled dick porn <laughs> somebody and does balls. Yeah. <laughs> man uh, i i just uh a couple weeks ago i watched an episode of your mom's house and they showed this video on there of this woman like screaming and she she was like i just peed i just peed and she's filming her toilet and it has a snake coiled in there and i'm like uh, oh my god that is so horrifying and that like, just confirms our fears because I think a lot of people are afraid of like what could come out of the toilet. Like it, it's like a human nature, like to see a hole like that big and right. think snakes could be in there. You know, right? Oh. And it, and I think that their video that they watched was in Florida. So you know, was it a house or was it an apartment complex? I it didn't say because like I saw a story about an apartment complex having that because somebody else's snake got loose and went through the pipes in the complex and went to another apartment. Oh, but God. Uh, being a house, man, that sucks. That's even worse, man. It's just, oh, it's so horrifying. Like I, I, I just, I, I couldn't live in a place where that's even a possibility to be honest. No. Florida is like America's Australia. Like it I don't really want to go there either. It yeah. really is. And like, if I did live in a place like that and that actually happened, you know, just seeing like a snake in the toilet, I'd be like, well, I'm moving to, northern canada exactly. i'll see you <laughs> i think like, what's crazy is i think new zealand is safe from all that australia's right there it's got all the creepy crawlies and new zealand doesn't have any of that stuff i mean new zealand it, wins <laughs> yeah if that's true yeah if i have to pick new zealand you win yeah yeah it's it's crazy i don't know how people would feel comfortable living in places where like that's a possible and plus not only that you got spiders like as big as your head everywhere and it's just like oh god terrible it's hot all the time you can get out of there get out of there that's what that's what my thinking would be like you're surrounded by predators and anything that can just kill you or kill your skin cells like you know causing what that necrosis of the skin like it's just horrible man yeah i do kind of Uh. feel like at this point if you live in australia or florida or you know a place like this like um it's your own fault like you know stories like this have happen now and like it's up to you to move to a a better place yeah yeah i mean india has king cobras 
And oh, that God. scares the shit out of me, man. Like, I don't want to go... Like, I, I've been there, but luckily I've never seen one. And there are a lot of people who work in that industry to catch snakes and stuff like that. But, man, that that makes me nervous. But it's cobras. It's one thing. But Australia has so many different things. Like, it's a, it's a smorgasbord of crazy creatures, you know, that they're just... I don't know, man. You're, you're risking your life when you go out there. I, I saw... I think you told me about it. I saw this video, like, where a, a big old spider is on this guy's car. Right. And it... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and it, like, gets in the hatch in it the back. It gets in the hatch. Yeah, I I'm saw like, that video. horrifying. Man. Horrifying. Oh, God. Spider... I, I mean, snakes scare me, but I think spiders scare me more for some reason. I don't even know why, but a spider the size of my hand? Oh, my God. That's... That's terrifying. I don't like either. Snakes definitely scare me more. But, like, if we had the spiders that are the size of your hand, those would freak me the hell out. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like a snake is more visible. You know, you could you could catch the snake faster. You could see it. A spider is so elusive and able to hide so easily. And well, just... snake, Snakes are fast as hell, too, though. And they can get in yeah, places where too. you can't reach. So Gosh. I think that's one of the things that makes them both kind of scary is the fact that they are fast and they can get to places where you can't reach them. And then it's just like, Oh, I know they're there, but I, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It plays on your fears big time. And they're just creepy. They're both creepy. I mean, America, I think it's safer, you know, because like you hear about rattlesnakes, like down South maybe, but I've never, I mean, I, you know what? I've seen snakes though. I've seen garden snakes. I've seen, my my family they've gone walking around in Oregon and they've seen snakes. So I mean, those motherfuckers are everywhere. Man. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you can't get away from these guys. <laughs> Except if you're in New Zealand. <laughs> man, I'm a, if that's true, I might have to move to New Zealand. Right. <laughs> if we have any uh, uh, single New Zealand listeners, hit me up. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, I think I got a story we can go out on. Uh, burglars steal two valuable tanks from Irish farm containing bull semen. Uh, there's so many valuable things you could steal in this world. There's money, gold, jewelry, high-tech gadgets, even mere information can fetch ridiculous prices when sold to the right person. But uh, none of those things were good enough for the Irish thieves from our story. They wanted something completely different. They stole bull semen. Two tanks containing the frozen cattle emissions recently disappeared from a farm in Northern Ireland. Needless to say, the theft has baffled the local farming community. There are a lot of things on the farm that would be easier to steal than bull semen and can still fetch a decent price on the black market. Additionally, the semen tanks aren't particularly easy to handle. So unless the thieves know what they're doing, they may uh, easily render their price uh, sterile. Considering the practical difficulties, maybe this is a kink thing, in which case we really, really don't want to know anything more about it. Uh, the theft happened at a farm in Cloger, uh, County Tyrone, some 50 miles from Belfast. Two tanks containing doses, or straws as they're called, of bull semen disappeared from an outbuilding in which they were stored. No one's quite sure at the time when exactly the burglary happened, as the storage facility isn't under any kind of active surveillance. It makes sense, though, since uh, who in their right mind would want to steal male bull goo? According to the BBC, uh, the local police believe uh, the theft took place between October 21st and October 23rd. That's quite a large window, but at least the cops have something to work on. Now, it's not like the semen tanks are completely worthless. They can have significant value, as the police put it. 
Depending on the breed and other characteristics of the bull that produced the goods, a straw of semen can sell for a high price. For example, example semen from uh, one now deceased prize winning uh, Ch- uh, Cherilay's bull sells for around $600 a pop. The liquid nitrogen tanks in which the semen is stored can be valuable in, the, uh, in themselves too. A brand new tank can cost nearly $2,500, but it's unlikely the thieves will get anything near that by selling uh, the stolen tanks. It's the semen that's the valuable thing here. But the thieves better know what they're doing or they'll quickly uh, ruin their loot. The tanks they stole are small enough that they can be transported in the backseat of a regular car. That's easier said than done, however, as vibration can easily shake their lids off. After that, I like the idea of these thieves like stealing this and then they hit a bump and it's just like blue semen all over their car. (laughs) Uh, Second, the liquid nitrogen is not something you want splashing around your car. Additionally, the the, the tanks need to be constantly topped up with new liquid nitrogen to keep them functional. With all that said, other local farmers have no idea why the thieves decided to go after the semen. There's so many other things on farms that would have been easier to steal and resell. The burglars could have stolen tools, ATVs, or even the bulls themselves, and it would have been simpler on them. I don't know. To me, I mean, I guess you have the ticking clock of maybe the semen getting too hot and then being worthless if you don't get it to a freezer in time. But it still seems easier than actually stealing the bulls themselves. That seems like a harder thing to steal. Look, man, I don't rule out the sexual side of this. <laughs> uh, there's too many stories of people getting fucked by animals, fucking animals. Like, and it's everywhere. Like, it does seem and, to be more prevalent than you'd want. Yeah. Like, you hear about donkey shows. You hear about, like, this, it's, we have, we, first of all, humans are the grossest creatures on this planet, man. Humans sure. are by far the nastiest creatures. Ugh. But I could definitely see somebody like, Filling up their tub and jumping in, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and then he, after that, they're going to eat a, a granny poop sandwich. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, if anything, this podcast has done for you is it's lowered your expectations of humanity. <laughs> That's true. In a way, it almost uh, you know watching our and listening to our podcast should make you feel better about yourself. You can be like, hey. There are yeah. people worse than me, objectively <laughs> worse sure. than me. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I could definitely see somebody um, drinking this stuff, you know, lathering up in this, whatever, putting it on their face as a moisturizer, as a cream. Yeah. And also, who knows? Maybe their plan worked. Maybe they sold it and got money out of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's could have been valuable stuff. It wouldn't surprise me if they found out it was like an inside job because, like, how many people would have known it was there? I, I would think like this. The best thing would be like a fellow farmer, you know, somebody who like knows what they're doing, you know, because otherwise you're wasting all this stuff anyway, you know, like it, you're reducing the value by a lot with whatever mistakes you make with it. So, in a weird way, I hope somebody knows what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. The person who who would buy. Like the stolen bull semen. Yeah, you would think it's probably a farmer who knew what it was worth, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm surprised the cops, like, couldn't track track down. But then again, like, if, if, if this particular batch of semen was, like, you know, really worth a lot of money, you would have thought that building would have been under surveillance, had security cameras and stuff, and it didn't. So I don't know. That's true, yeah. Maybe it was insured. Who knows? 
oh, they stole the bull semen for the insurance money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could be. You never know about these things. Now I just sure, want to insure anything. <laughs> now I just want to make like a Fargo, like comedy of errors, like uh, thing where like some guys, like, like I said, do like steal. <laughs> they steal like gallons of bull semen. And then it's it, like, like going all over them. And, <laughs> and there's like liquid nitrogen, like coming out of the car windows and just like semen, like all over their car. There's a trail. <laughs> oh yeah. The cops like are following a semen trail. <laughs> I think something oh, could like, be done with that. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> um, all right, AJ, any, uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap this bad boy up? I have one more article. Oh, yeah, if you want uh, to. Get into it. Okay, woman who had sex with 300 people, 300 people in a year has set a new challenge for herself. Man, there's a uh, theme the only, to this show today. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> the OnlyFans star who dubbed herself Australia, another Australian, damn, most sexually active woman has set herself a new a challenge. Uh, Annie Knight hits headlines this uh, earlier this year after claiming she had been fired from her job after they discovered her OnlyFans account. How the hell was she working and doing this at the same time? I don't know how you have time for that. The Aussie <laughs> told SBS Insight the email contained screenshots from her account plus three reasons for her dismissal. The reasons include allegations she falsely claimed to having a side business, shared online pornographic images with crude language, and hadn't sought the company's permission to run the side gig. I don't think... Why do you need the company's permission? That's bullshit. But, yeah. um... Although Knight admitted by day five, I hated the job so much that I wasn't going to fight the ruling, uh, but I was definitely upset and very angry at the decision. Knight also claims that she had uh, betted a staggering 300 people in a single year, including five on the same night, uh, same day, and I can't. And I can't even get a text back. Oh, that's just the right. Um, Knight said she found sex empowering, telling the Kyle and Jackie O show, "Sex makes me feel good." Fucking rocket science here. <laughs> Um, it's meant to make you feel good. Uh, but she's now set herself a brand new challenge and is hoping to get on a date every go on a date every week after being single for three years. In an interview with the Daily Star, Knight said she's never had so much of a dating life, but wanted to change that this year. I used to go on a date about uh, going about three dates a year, so that's why I wanted to do this now, she told the publication. I've never been much of a dater, so I wanted to give myself an incentive, and I'm holding myself accountable for posting the reviews of the dates online. Who's going to go on a date with this girl if she's posting reviews of the dates online? Now, I, girl, I, I, I assume this mm, woman is like a porn star if she yeah. was able to line up like 300 guys. Yeah, yeah, she's it, a porn star. She's an OnlyFans. Um However, the path to true love has proved to be a bit bumpy for Knight, who has also revealed that she's already had to deal with several catfish. She went on some she went on some men have catfished me as they looked a lot better in photos than they did in real life and lied about their height. Uh height, man, that's a that's a big thing these days. Women are very picky about height and short kings are suffering for it. <laughs> <laughs> um some of them were really rude to the waiters, and that's a huge turnoff for me. Hey, I respect that. Good. Uh, so I left straight away. Uh, I'm very picky, but there's been five guys that I've gone on second dates with, and I did, I did go on two third dates. To keep herself accountable, Knight has shared uh, reviews of her dates on TikTok. That I don't think is a good idea, uh, which have racked up tens of thousands of views. I mean, look, before I go on one date with this girl, I, I have to up my body count. You know, I have to get on her level because she's got 300 in a year. Uh, I mean, I don't think you can get on her No, level. no, no. You have to pay for it, for sure. If you're a guy, <laughs> you have to pay. But, uh, I mean, 
just to just to like feel like you can even be in the same league as her, you have to be like, all right, open up the wallet, go on some go on some, <laughs> some excursions, <laughs> go to Thailand or something, <laughs> because uh, that's intimidating, man. A girl's been with three hundred people in a year. Also, her being with that many guys, like I, I I don't know what it would be, but I think she needs a better uh porn name, like a good pun. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, <laughs> God. It's insane, and like I know she's not the only one because I've heard of like other women like trying to beat like gangbang records and stuff, you know. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, it's just insane. Like, I think the record I, is over a thousand men. Oh God, that's so many. That's so many. I mean, also, I'd be worried about so many things, you know, that come along with having that many sexual partners. That's the other thing is like, I mean, I assume if it's a reputable like porn company, they're all testing all these well she's guys. a holy fans so i mean she doesn't have the same stringent like stuff going on that you know i mean with that many guys she'd be crazy if she didn't have them tested but yeah i but mean 300 a year are you gonna have every one of them tested i don't know oh mate five in one day like that that makes me think like she's probably a little lax on the criteria there yeah who knows then you probably wouldn't want to date this woman she's probably got like yeah it might look like God knows what down there. Her crabs probably have crabs at this point. <laughs> I mean, you hope she's taking care of herself. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, man, 300 partners, that's a lot. I mean, it also makes you think she knows what she's doing, you know, sexually. Like, she she has to have learned something on that time. <laughs> so, I mean, like, you know. She's putting that... her 10,000 hours of practice. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd think, like, maybe she can do stuff that other people aren't able to, you know, do, but... <laughs> I, I fear STDs too much, man. I just, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Man, I also wonder about those women that are doing, like, thousand guy gangbangs. Like, even if they're using, like, so much lube, which they have to be, you would think they would get so sore after a thousand guys, wouldn't they? I don't know, man. Like, I would think so. Some women are just built different, though. I, there are some women you can shove a whole fist up there, a whole head up there. So <laughs> That's I mean, true. That's true. I mean, maybe they just don't feel it or so, I don't know what the difference is but I mean some women like you know they they definitely feel it like some women are you know like they're assaulted and you hear about like how you know there's been damage to them and stuff like that so porn stars man they're like they're just built tough <laughs> they're built tougher <laughs> I guess <laughs> like the Ford F250s of porn stars or something you know, these gangbang people although AJ again for the podcast, if you could get a date with this woman and <laughs> <laughs> we could chronicle that. She would already be chronicling it. She would have a review up the next day. <laughs> this cheap guy took me to <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Took me to Long John Silver's. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, AJ, I think that's going to do it for the show today. Um, we do thank everybody very much. If you will, please subscribe to the YouTube channel and you can subscribe in audio form on your podcast catcher of choice. Uh, please give us the five star reviews, thumbs up, comments down below. Uh, if you want, you can follow me over at Twitter slash X at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care.